0: Thank you for visiting Discontinued on display. We are so happy you have joined us. At this time, we ask of you a few small favors. Please remain with your guides at all times. If you separate, you may get lost. Please refrain from eating or drinking in the museum. And also remember, Santa Claus wants you to cancel Christmas.
1: Welcome in to, I almost said the Beers and Ears podcast, but this is Discontinued on Display. display,
0: And this is a special Discontinued on Display. This is a Happy Holidays Discontinued on Display, because we're dropping this for you. Yes. uh On Christmas. Hello, everybody. It is Chris. um, And I just wanted to take a quick moment to say, obviously, uh, today is not Christmas, um, as Matt would say, uh, whoopsie doodles, Uh, the holidays got in the way, some work stuff got in the way, and all of a sudden we looked at each other and went, this special that we meant to be an amazing Christmas gift for you is still in our tight little hands. So please forgive us, and please enjoy this more as a New Year's Day treat as we trudge forward into 2022. Please enjoy Matt and my review of A.C. Gilbert, The Man Who Saved Christmas, made for TV movie. Happy New Year, everybody.
1: Yes, on Christmas. So this is, just drops on Christmas Day. So you know, if if you're in a family gathering, stop what you're doing. You just you just the, the you know, there's really two options, and and you're either in one of these pools, um, unless you're by yourself on the holidays, in which case. Welcome into our family. You're with us today. Yeah, you're with us today. Uh, you either hate your family and are looking for an excuse to uh, to uh, uh, not be with them, or you love your family and you want a wildly interesting movie to talk to them about. So here's and, the thing. What yes, I'm hearing one or the
0: other is everyone's going to stop. I, you, no matter your option. You're listening to, you're stopping what you're doing and you're listening to this now. Yes,
1: you have stopped your Christmas and are listening to this episode. AC Gilbert
0: wouldn't want you to stop
1: Christmas. That's true. That's true. Um, So maybe have Christmas in the spirit of AC Gilbert. Have Christmas and then after Christmas, like after your present opening is done and everyone's just watching like the NBA basketball or a Christmas movie that you've seen a thousand times or... Uh, or maybe you're going to watch a new Christmas movie that you've never or, seen Or maybe before. you're going to watch a new Christmas movie. Uh, but before we do that, I need to shout something out. Um, this is non-AC Gilbert related. Um, uh, I, so Sharif, who is a listener, long-time listener of the Beers and Ears podcast, um, and, and, and I'm assuming listener to this podcast based on the message he sent me, um, he sent me on Facebook uh, a 1935... Mickey Mouse Home Foundry. This was a toy in which you could make uh, uh, two and a half inch high molten lead Mickey's, and so like yes, so yes, it it uh, yeah, it was very AC Gilbert ish. So uh, you, it came with a whole. It was a quality casting set. Uh, You could get it from like a hardware store or something like that, and uh, you could you could pour molten lead into, into casts of Mickey Mouse and make your own lead Mickeys.
0: That doesn't sound poisonous or like a third-degree burn. I'm,
1: I'm, sure, I'm sure there's no way this went wrong. So, Sharif, I thank you so much for sending this to us. Uh, this is the kind of content that we love to find out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of want one of those now. That's something that I would be do. interested in. and Because I'm an adult. I can handle molten lead. You're not sa- no, just because you're an adult doesn't mean you
0: should, it's, that is poisonous. Like the fumes <laughs> from that lead would poison you. Okay. Um,
1: maybe I want the mold. Okay. And not the lead. There I'll find go. something else to, to, to mold. make molten. Like, well, I mean, Play-Doh would probably work. Like just smash Play-Doh in the molds. Hmm. Good idea. You can make yeah. a
0: chocolate, Mickey.
1: Ooh, a chocolate.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay, I'm in. All right. Unfortunately, I think this thing has been long been discontinued and probably will cost me like thousands of dollars to obtain.
0: Okay, well, you should have warned me that you're going to ma- say this because now you know what I'm now going to Now you know you do. have to look at it. Uh, what is yes. this called?
1: The Mickey Mouse what? Uh, Mickey Mouse Home Foundry. Look, a 1935.
0: Home. Oh, son of a gun.
1: Home.
0: Uh, too many buttons. Foundry. <laughs>
1: This is the content that people want to hear. Chris oh, yeah! Having no, 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 typing.
0: This isn't this isn't expensive at all. How much is it? Three hundred forty-eight dollars and ninety-eight plus <laughs> cents plus twelve dollars shipping and handling.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, just a casual. But if there's 350. one. It's from
0: nineteen twenty. Yeah, yeah. Just a casual. Not. Oh, but it comes with. It comes with already molded. There's more than just Mickey. It looks like you can mold some of the others, or it's molding him in different hats. This is intense. Yeah, you, know, you can make Pluto and Minnie. Wow. They make Pluto and Minnie too. That's real that is really cool. Um and then you can it looks like someone is selling one of their foundry castings for $18. Oh, okay, okay. I'd be more into that. But there's only one. There's only one, so get Ooh. it while it's get it while it's
1: literally hot. <laughs> if you're looking for a late Christmas gift for somebody that is a Disney fan and you want to drop $350 or $18, there you go. Absolutely. I just wanted to shout that out. But um, so if, you know, if you are, if this is the first time you've ever listened to this podcast, uh, first of all, you're gonna have a lot of questions uh, on today's episode. But um, you know that in the third episode of season two, so this was the, uh, uh, it was the radioactive uh, chemistry set, like the science Mm -hmm. set, uh, we discovered a man, a real person uh, so this is not a fictional person. We, we we definitely discovered many fictional people. A real person called A.C. Gilbert. And the more research we did, the more we fell in love with this man. To the point that um, I believe we both follow the A.C. Gilbert House Children's Museum on Instagram. Yeah, why not? You should, too. You should, too. Uh, their posts are just delightful. Um, I, I I think probably a trip at some point out to Oregon... To do mm-hmm. like uh do the Gilbert House is probably in order at some point. I don't no, know. I've when. Actually,
0: I've because I work in a museum. I've spoken to this museum professionally.
1: Ooh, what was um,
0: what was your interaction like? It was they were lovely, um, very polite in their emails. I had asked uh if someone could do a lecture about AC Gilbert saving Christmas for my museum virtually, um, and they were like, "Oh, we'd love to. That's such a great story. Like, you know, like we have a team meeting this week. I'll get back to you." And they got back to me. And this was the devastating but very fair part is they are a science museum. They are a children's play and science museum. They're not really historical people. So they can't speak as accurately to this event as they think would be necessary or appropriate. And they pointed me in a different direction. But what I actually heard was we don't have anyone here who can do historical work for us. So Chris, come work for us and be our our historical expert on AC Gilbert that, that those are the words that I heard on that day. Um, I
1: really want you to get a business card. That is Chris Corrigan, AC Gilbert, Gilbert expert. expert. <laughs> so, um, so if you listen to that episode, first of all, listen to that episode, you'll find out like he was like, uh, like really interesting guy Um where, I mean, he like literally oh, a Jack oh, of all trades. Yeah. Jack of all trades kind of guy. Um, and, and a really cool, it seemingly, I mean, again, we don't, I didn't know the person obviously, but really cared about toys and children and, and creating educational toys that were fun, but also, you know, had a real purpose to it. And, um. And a shrewd businessman as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, we found out that there was a movie called The Man Who Saved Christmas. Because he famously apparently saved Christmas during World War I. That's probably his biggest achievement and his legacy is
0: defending the sentiment of the season. Um, And so in 2002, CBS had a straight-to-TV movie Called the man who saved Christmas, which is titled that because that's what all the newspapers refer to AC Gilbert as, um, starring Jason Alexander as AC Gilbert, Ed Asner as his father, um, Kelly Rowan as his wife, and a bunch of other actors who have done who have really impressive IMDb pages. Like I don't know any of them, and I didn't. I don't know Kelly Rowan except for and Matt. You'll appreciate this. She plays. Uh, uh, she plays. Oh God, she's the mom in... Um, Hook. Oh. Okay. All right. All right. I'm, or like what is she, it Says she's Pan's mom, but like she's in it, and the minute it said it, I think like she's the one who shows up at the end of Hook.
1: Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or she was like, hold yep. on. Yep. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know you exactly, know exactly what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: And like she's just listed in the cast as um, you know you should not IMD or Google images, hook, because all you get are pictures of hooks. Um <laughs> But yeah, I think she's credited as Pans Mom. So I think yeah. she shows up for like 2 seconds at the tail end of the movie.
1: Yeah, she's very a very quick, a very quick uh uh cameo there. But yeah, I mean this this had a cast. Like, I mean obviously Jason Alexander is a a very big name. Um maybe not as much right now, but I mean, I mean, Back then clearly he would have been Like Seinfeld clearly is where he made his uh his money Um, Mm -hmm. but he's been in a bunch of other stuff as well and uh and so we decided that for the holidays we were like we should watch this movie and talk about it so that's what we're here to do Yes, so we're gonna talk about this straight to tv movie that is free to watch just i'm saying it's free to watch on youtube you just type in the man who saved christmas movie in youtube you can watch the entire thing
0: it's, and it's amazing. And just before we jump in, I think one of the best things we can do is we should give a rundown of just who he is so you know what you're getting yourself into. AC Gilbert um, was one of three boys. He was a business partner with his, uh, I believe it's his middle brother. So he's the oldest, and then there's a middle brother, and then there's a younger brother. Um, and his middle brother is Frank, and they together went into the toy manufacturing business. AC Gilbert had gone to medical school And then he decided he was going to be a magician. And then he was an Olympic athlete uh, for what was it? Chin ups. Um, Yeah. Chin ups. Yeah. He like had the world record for like the most amount of chin ups. And then he ends up the thing he's best, his actual, like I said, the claim to fame is uh, being the man who saves Christmas. I think that's his greatest achievement, but he, what he's famous for is inventing the erector set. And then starting the, this company called the AC Gilbert, like laboratory. It had this really fun term. um, And, they were just the biggest one of, they were the biggest toy manufacturer in America. And there was an American based toy manufacturing company and they specialized in engineering and science based toys. Um, And this movie kind of, so here's the thing. When we jumped into this movie, I expected this to revolve a lot more around him actually trying to get, like undo the government shutting down Christmas. Um, And it actually told more of a story about his life and the effects of world war one. Um, and cause I, I work in a museum, I was like, okay, like I'm watching this. I don't know a lot about it. I see Gilbert going in, but I do know this is gonna be filled, riddled with historical inaccuracies. And let me tell you, I went in knowing very little and I walked out feeling heartwarmed and with a lot of questions that I need answers to. Um and I guess the best thing we can do is we have to we have to break this down beat by beat.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of give, you know, a, a general overview, but then we'll talk about maybe some of the like most glaring inaccuracies. Does that sound like a mm-hmm. good idea? Oh, yeah, that's totally fine. I mean, yeah. I don't I
0: only know I had to do some Google and I can only find the biggest inaccuracy is how he goes about saving it. That's the biggest inaccuracy in the whole movie. Well, but, you know. To make a very long, truncated... It's only an hour and a half. It's not bad, y'all. Yeah. I literally... I watched it on the elliptical machine. And I didn't miss a beat. Like, normally I get bored on the elliptical. I was raptured. So the movie starts before he becomes famous. And it's him, his wife Mary, and his brother trying to sell erector sets in a local toy shop. And, Matt, can we agree that they were in really nice packaging and then, like, took a big step downward <laughs> out well, of nowhere? I, I mean,
1: it, so... I thought this was an interesting kind of first part of it. Is it's not selling. It's not selling. It's not selling. It's in this really cool looking box, and it's really near the the beginning of the movie that his wife goes. We need to take it out of the box. Yeah, but why does she say that?
0: That's uh, see, Mary's my favorite character because of the weirdness of when she talks.
1: Yeah, she said that because he's like unbuttoning her her blouse to like talk to their unborn child yeah to like like rub her belly and be like i can't wait to
0: see what you look like i can't wait till you come out of there and she goes oh, gilly because that's what she calls him that's it we need to take it out of the box and then the very next day they put it on display at this toy store and they sell out and those are the first two things i want to know if theirs are true a was it his wife's idea to do this b did they like set it up and immediately sell out And then this is my favorite. This is my other favorite Mary moment in the movie. I have several. They're standing there. It's Mary, A.C. Gilbert, and his brother, Frank. And Frank and Gilbert are like working this crowd they got, like trying to say all the things, the erectors that can be. They're getting traction for the first time. And Matt, this has to be inaccurate. You're a parent. Mary gently touches A.C. Gilbert's arm and goes, Gilly, it's time, and just the way I said it, like it—it it sounds like you need to shut up now. And he's like, "Oh, you're right. I'm just rambling." And, and she goes, "No, no, 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 it's time. I'm—I'm I'm having the baby. It's—it's it's coming." And she's like, "It's not phased." And they gently glide out of the toy store. You hear her in intense labor later, like, and that to me is real. But like, Matt, your wife has has had children. Did yes. she gently poke you and go, Matt? It's it's time.
1: Okay. So, um let me let me put the big caveat asterisk in front of this statement. Um I I have never been pregnant. I do not understand how how being pregnant works. Yes, I have viewed someone be pregnant. Um from what I gather, it is kind of uh person to person. Like there are some people that have uh very easy labors, like their water breaks and they just waltz right out and go to the hospital and out pops a baby. And there's other people that are more uncomfortable. And um, but I, I will say the ina- I mean, any put it this way, Hollywood in general, anytime there is a birthing type scene is riddled with inaccuracies. Now that I've been in a delivery room, uh, because, yes, you would not just nonchalantly like be like, yep, you know, like there would be some like, "Ooh, I'm feeling a contraction like babies don't just all of a sudden decide, yeah, you know what? You got about 30 seconds and I'm coming out. Yes. I know people have had babies at home or in their car and stuff like that, but you're like having contractions from what I know. And then like the next time, you know, the baby comes out the next time we see Mary and the baby, everything is just pristine. Her hair is wonderful. You talk to, you talk to most women and, and it it is not a pretty sight after you have a baby and that's okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. I'm glad you brought up Mary's hair. This is important, everyone. If you <laughs> what? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up her hair. I almost forgot about this. This is the most important thing. If you watch this movie, whoever was the costume and hair designer, I applaud you. Um pay attention to Mary at the start of the movie. She wears very loud, very colored colorful outfits. They're usually pastels. They're bright. Her hair is up because that's the style, but it's loosely up, right? It's kind of like a little bit messy. Um, and a couple of times it's just down. Scandalous. It's down in the early 1900s. But that's how they project. Just keep that. We'll come back to that. We're going to circle back to that. But remember that that is how she looks at the start of this movie. When they're getting their business together, when they believe in everything and everything's wonderful and, and helping children and making toys for children is magical. Remember that. That's going to become
1: important. Okay. I'm remembering. Um, and then, and so yeah, so at this point, you know, the, the director set takes off, and it kind of goes through like a little montage type of thing. Them,
0: yeah, of their like their business growing.
1: Yeah, and they end up like buying a factory and making these director sets. And, and now, again, this is one of those I don't know if this is true, and maybe you can answer this. One of the models that in the movie that he he builds his business on is. Excellent pay, great benefits. There's a childcare facility on site. And then some of that I think was self-serving of like, if you want to test out toys, let's just go to our workers' children. <laughs> that was one of
0: my other big questions was, was he that good to his employees? Because they make the claim that he's like the only one doing it in America. And I want to know if those two things were true. I wasn't able, I didn't have the time to scout that out specifically. Um, I'm willing to believe that that's probably true. Um... Because why put it there? Like, why make that up? That feels weird to make up. I mean, unless you're
1: you're trying to, like, enhance his image. Like, I mean, they're clearly trying to make... A.C. Gilbert is the person that you want to cheer for in this movie. mm -hmm. But I agree, like, having a daycare in the factory is, like, a weird thing. Like, I understand, like, adding in, like, you give them medical benefits and pay them really well. But, like, a daycare on site is weird to, like, a weird element to add in. um, Especially in 2002. Yeah, well, yeah, it's just, it's. it was one of those moments
0: where I was like, I'm really curious if if he was genuinely good to his employees. Like, there are business leaders who would have been, like, I don't know, it was just weird. The other weird thing, because we haven't really talked about him yet, is his dad, who's Ed Asner. Yeah. Who starts the movie going, I don't believe in you, I don't want any part of this, just be a doctor. And then he goes, okay, fine, you sold out in a day and you have a child, so I will invest in you. And this is the weird part. He goes, but I want to look at your ledgers every single day. Like, I want access to all of your your banking information so I can check up on you. And A.C. Gilbert goes to be like, no. And everyone's like, no, it's fine. Shut up, A.C. Gilbert. Like, let dad do that. And this bit never comes back up. This thing about dad needing to
1: read the ledgers. Never comes back into play. Like you, you never see, see him really important. Yeah, you never see him reading the ledgers. And yeah, the dad flips on a dime like seven times throughout the movie. Like, do this, do that. Oh no, never mind. You know, may- maybe maybe dad's getting up there in age.
0: Yeah. Um. But Ed Asner, Chef's oh. Kiss, wonderful. What oh, a yes. great choice for that. Um. He was such a such a such a trip.
1: Well, and even I really like you know Jason Alexander portrayed him as this very kind of whimsical dude. And and I thought that was, again, not knowing anything about the personality yeah, of the like guy. Like the magic shows in the factory? Yeah. I, like, was that real? I don't know. Like he would give little magic shows. But even even outside of those little things, just like his clear passion for, for toys. Clearly the real AC Gilbert had that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, why go into the toy business? You, you know, especially with a medical degree, like clearly this was a passion. I think they did a nice job in the movie of harnessing of like he he really, really wanted to think about the children and the future of America. And that's a big thing. in you know, that early 1900s, you know, it, it, the first half of the, of the century of the 1900s, there's this big push of like, how can we set our children up for the future? Mm -hmm. And um, I I think they portray that very, very well. And he just decided to do that with toys and and, you know, get people into engineering because we they started with an erector set. Yeah. And so everything's going
0: great. The business is literally booming. Everyone is giddy. And then um, AC Gilbert gets called to Washington. Yes. And he says he's going to be there the next day. Um,
1: of course. It like you do in 19 like what? 16 probably, 15?
0: Was, this would have been 1917.
1: Oh, 1917. Yes, yes, yes. Cuz
0: we didn't get involved in World War 1 until 1917.
1: Oh. So <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little you're, low on my ear off. You weren't far off. I'm I'm also a little bit uh, I, this is an interesting thing that I think in the American schooling system is we spend a lot of time on World War II. Like a lot of time. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, you know. I think it's
0: because we had a we were directly attacked in World War Two.
1: Yeah. Where we yes. didn't
0: get... Oh, God, I'm scared. I might be wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. Like, we weren't directly attacked at all during World War One. In World War II, we got bombed.
1: Yeah, yeah. World War II, Pearl Harbor happened. But yeah, World War One just feels like it's more grazed over in the American education system. And because so- we were barely in it.
0: We were there for two seconds at the tail end of it. And we, like, we, we fought and we helped and people died. Like, it's not like it, it's not a thing, but... And obviously, it had a really big effect, which we're about to talk about in a moment. Yeah. But we weren't as involved in World War I. We were a standby bystanders for the bulk of it. And even World War II, we were isolating for most of it. Like, mm-hmm. FDR had been like, we're going to isolate. And there were a lot of people like, we shouldn't get involved because major world wars are very expensive and deadly. Um, And we ended up getting involved before Pearl Harbor, but... And then Pearl Harbor happens. The whole thing, um, whole
1: thing. Yeah. Anyway, so 1917, AC Gilbert gets called Gilbert. to Washington, um, and he
0: gets and and uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt is there before he's the president, because why not? And a bunch of other stuffy men, and they are like, "Hey, this is a real. Th- okay, this moment isn't. I know this moment isn't real." Um, but there is the, this they really was a call for non-essential factories to stop production and to start producing essential military things um, and they say, AC gubbett, we need you to stop making weapons and yeah and he's like, oh no, but the children And he goes home and now it's time to start paying really close attention to his wife because his wife's hair, Goes up and nicely tucked away. And her outfits are going to start becoming a little less loud. This is the point when it starts. Pay attention to it. Okay. Um, And he comes home and he comes home just in time for Christmas because that's an important part. It's going to come back later. And... They have Christmas dinner, they talk about how he got his business started, and all dad wants to do, all Ed Asner wants to do is talk about how his boy is going to be this amazing American patriot by making guns to help the war effort, and then his brother drops the bomb, no pun intended, that he has to serve. Yes. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know if you add more to that. No, I You're, figured
0: I would trade off. You could talk yeah, a little bit. Okay, okay,
1: yeah, no, no, I hear, it. I hear. You I know, You know, I've been I'm wonderful to listen to. But I figured know, we we've got two seasons of this under our belt. I should understand this conversation right now. <laughs> um, uh, yes. Yeah, so, um, you know, he converts his factory over to um to making ammunition, guns, other things like that, and they get a new production manager as well. Frank was the production manager. They get a new production manager. And this is where things start to go downhill. Mary's
0: hair really tucked in. Yeah, Mary's hair starts really and, getting tucked in. It, no, you're teasing me, but it does. It becomes tighter and closer to her head the further down this path of going away from toys that he goes. And her outfits become a lot darker and more muted. And it's clearly a comment. Mary is clearly the theatrical representation of A.C. Gilbert's whimsy and his want to, because she keeps talking about his relationship with their son and his relationship with the children in America. She is like his like conscience being like, and like his his love of the world and like physically she is changing the way she looks because of how he's physically changing and she becomes a little less. They also start start kissing less. They do that a lot. A.C. Gil- Every time I turned around, A.C. Gilbert was kissing his wife. <laughs> Every time I turned around, all they ever did was kiss for the first, like, 30 minutes of the movie.
1: <laughs> oh, goodness. So, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, like, starts to take a toll on him and his employees. And, I mean, they get they get the news that Frank is MIA, missing in action. One of his top employees gets news that his son is killed in action. And that that was a really powerful scene, I thought, of, like, all these employees are angry and want to talk to AC Gilbert and the production manager goes into the office and not the production manager. It's not the production manager. The like one of his, one of his top top, employees, top employees like heads in and AC Gilbert like sees him like get the news. And he says it and like, I have to go home and, and just like walks out of the factory and everyone like kind of knows what, what is happening and what has happened. And I thought that was, um, that was a really powerful moment it in was. the in the movie. Um and we did so it, skip it,
0: over something very important though, and it's why those employees are disgruntled because it's gonna play into the next beat we're gonna have to talk about, and that's AC Gilbert's son getting the bejesus kicked out of him.
1: Yes. So um, so the big, the big kind of you know, massive conflict that happens in this is, is uh the government comes to uh, to AC Gilbert. And says, "Well, you know, we, we're taking a beat from from you because he said uh, in the initial meeting, like, you know, canceling toys is like canceling Christmas." And they're like, that.
0: "Yes, that."
1: And, and so they were like, "Yeah, that." So they come, they come with the the posters that they want to have for their, uh, for all their, this
0: weird propaganda.
1: Yeah, this very like like. Old-timey propaganda is weird. Like, I'm sure it wasn't weird in 1917, but it's weird now. And here's the thing. I can't find any
0: of that was one of the things I wanted to confirm. And I can't find a single World War I Christmas propaganda poster that leans into that element about canceling Christmas. I don't think
1: it was that big of a propaganda campaign. I don't there think is, it was because the movie makes it seem like like it was Santa wants you to cancel Christmas. Like, hey, kids, buy war bonds, not toys ask for and, war bonds instead of toys. And A.C. Gilbert wants
0: you to cancel Christmas. It's all that it was this huge. And I think it was to dramatize the movie. Now, there yeah, are yeah. there are Christmas propaganda posters, but they're from World War Two that I could find that say you should buy war bonds for Christmas. That's what you should buy. It helped the war effort. So it is something I at one point we lean into. Um but the, it becomes they make A.C. Gilbert speak to all the other toy makers and be like, we need to stop doing this and campaign to stop Christmas, which it, that I don't believe happened. But it's realistic because A.C. Gilbert was the like the spokesperson for the toy industry by this point mm-hmm. um, and would have had a large voice um, with the with what would be his his colleagues and his professional um, group in toy manufacturing
1: now, correct me if I'm wrong. I will. The the <laughs> thank you. Uh the 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 real reason is much more boring and that's probably why they didn't put it in the movie. Wasn't it just like manufacturing was down and so toys were just harder to come by and so Christmas was not like at risk of being canceled from like a Oh, no, 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 no. No, the government was really like, we are going
0: to stop making toys. Like, we have to stop. There will not be a Christmas this year. Oh, So okay. it was a thing they were leaning into. The, okay. That's a real thing. And A.C. Gilbert does have to petition the government to stop.
1: Yes. So it's at this point where A.C. Gilbert kind of, like, rediscovers that, no, I need to be making toys. So, like... He has this tumultuous relationship with this
0: child who doesn't like toys and he doesn't like sports, but he likes chemistry. And that's going to be an Easter egg. And he's at work. Uh, Sam, this is the guy who works for him. Sam's son's been killed in action. And he comes home and his wife is, her hair is the shortest it has been this whole movie. <laughs> and she is in a dark green velvet dress. And she comes running out of the house. Where have you been? Our son got beat up because you canceled Christmas. <laughs> um, literally some kids, some little, like, I mean, they look like little rascals, bullies and their little newsy caps and their yeah. suspenders and their dirt on their
1: face. And am like, your dad canceled Christmas. So we're going to take it out on you. Like literally showing, which is, not which, telling. If there is something that is absolutely realistic in this movie, it is how children, like that is absolutely how children would react. <laughs> so they beat the bejeebies out of AC Gilbert's
0: son. AC Gilbert comes, Jr. AC Gilbert Jr. And this is, they come home. All he has is one black eye. And he's like doing invisible ink stuff. And this is like, this is a cute moment because this is like, I don't know if this is true. And I couldn't figure this one out is that they imply that his son is the reason he decided to start making science and chemistry kits because it's what his son was interested in. Cause the, another big plot point of the whole movie is that kids from around the country are sending him letters and like, they'll refer to him as uh they'll, they'll sign it lovingly your son because they like look up to this man so much and um, it caused this rift between him and his own son and all these other things. Then he puts his kid on a bike and how dare he put his kid on a bike. That was my favorite <laughs> part. He has his kid That was such a weird scene. His kid falls off. The- this is when they find out his brother's missing in action. His kid falls off the bike and his wife runs up to him and goes, what did you think you were doing? Like she actively <laughs> is like, yeah, get on the bike. And then the minute he falls off, yells at her husband about it. It's the weirdest um, thing.
1: Okay. And pause though. I, I want to go back to, Should we write celebrities more letters with the line, lovingly your son? Yes. And see if that, like, causes them to become pseudo father figures to us? Who would be the celebrity that you would write lovingly your son?
0: Oh, gosh, that's difficult. You know, I would do lovingly your grandson to Betty White. (laughs) That one I can promise you. Lovingly, because I can think of a lot of celebrities that like, but I don't want them to look at me like I'm their son. Like, I want them to look at me differently, so I can't write to them like that. I'm trying to think of like an actor that I really admire or again, even an actress. Like maybe Meryl Streep, I would say lovingly your son. Okay. I, I would like, or like, oh, gosh. Um i tried the Steve Martin. I feel like. Oh yeah, that's ooh, a you good know what? Steve Carell. Steve Carell is who Steve I would. Steve
1: Carell would be a good one too. I, I would. would I, I'm in the the Steve Martin. Mark Hamill would be another one that I would send. Ooh, Mark Hamill. Ab- I would one. absolutely send lovingly your son to Mark Hamill. Um. All right. Well, this was a, that was a fun weird conversation that I yeah. wanted to have. No, but. The, the <laughs> um.
0: So anyway, I'm trying to get back on mental track here. The like
1: so, our favorite scene of the whole movie. Yeah.
0: So he comes home. He talks to his son. Him and his wife have a weird quick fight on the stairs because she's like, oh, this is – his son offers to play – no, this isn't when his son offers to play with him and they get in a fight. That's different. There was a lot of weird moments. But essentially, he's coming down the stairs and his wife is giving him a hard time, for again, for only manufacturing ammunition and not manufacturing toys. Um, which, like, okay, listen, I get it's his dream, but also, like, this is World War One. he is doing a good, like, he is doing a good thing.
1: Well, and, and, and um, like, it's not like the government's not paying him. Correct. <laughs> like, like, the government contracts are good contracts, but here's the thing, I,
0: in America. But they keep making think, this reference to being a dollar a year, man, and I'm like, that's, no,
1: that can't, that cannot be possible. Like, I, that is- I, I,
0: a, do- no, a dollar no, I, would have I, been like ten dollars today.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a joke. Like I think that's a I think that's a haha like joke of the day. I don't get it, but like you know. he has to make more than a dollar a year. Oh yeah, yeah. He's with the house he lives in. He's clearly making more money, and all the employees he has. But this is in America. What we love, we love nothing more than for old white government men to just like let someone like ha- someone like lets them have it. We love it. Like, think of all the movies where government, like, old men, government employees, like, get it. Like, the day after tomorrow, you know, Dennis Quaid comes in and tells the old people of the government, like, hey, this is coming. And they're like, no, 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 no. And you're like, it, a, there's a little bit of you that's like, ha, take that weather, um, you know, old government guy. And we, we just we just love that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. we love that when when old government men, like, just, just just get just smacked down. And it's coming.
0: But speaking of getting smacked down, we gotta talk about AC Gilbert and his hammer. Yeah. <laughs> so he yells at his wife, his son overhears it. He doesn't want letters from other kids and he storms out of their house and he he runs to his factory and he takes up a sledgehammer and he just starts hitting random
1: surfaces with it. <laughs> yeah, that 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 was a really weirdly acted scene, I'll be honest. Like he, he, he's not like really angry. He's just like kind of flailing about. It reminds me a little bit of how my three-year-old who doesn't quite have control of her body yet happens when she gets upset. Like, things just start, like, flailing about. It's not necessarily, like, trying to hurt anything. It's just, like, nothing works.
0: Yeah. That's exactly what happened. And then he gets to his office. Oh, I'm sorry. First off, he starts to hear children giggling.
1: This this part part of the movie cannot be true.
0: (laughs) No, no. There's no... I can promise you it's not, and I have proof that it isn't. So... He hears the children giggling and he finds, because his brother early on in the movie bought him a dictaphone and he finds the dictaphone recording that him and his brother made in a pocket of an old Santa costume. And he goes into his office and plays it on the dictaphone. And then smoke starts billowing out of the, the, the oven, the, the stove oven thing. And he's and he also, really calm about this. Like, like and he opens it to like figure out what's going on. And then he opens a window and, gusts of wind start going and these letters from the children fly everywhere. And he's like, and he starts to read them for the first time in a while. And this is really sweet. And I really like this. And I, I I hope these letters are, are based in some kind of accuracy. I'm sure they're not, but it's like, Oh, you know, can you send me this? My brother used to help me put my erector set together. And then he went into the military or like, You know, I'm learning this because of your toys or can you do this? I used to do it with my I like to send pictures to my dad who's in the military. It wasn't pictures. That wouldn't have been in World War One. But you you see what I'm saying? And so he, he runs home the next morning and Mary's hair is loose again. And she's wearing a bright colored dress because he found his passion again. And now Mary doesn't have to be uptight and her and her son. And he's telling him about it and he figures out that this was an elaborate ruse and that his son had, orge- his eight year old son had orchestrated like the, the fans turning on and the smoke billowing out because he's a chemistry person. And he, he was the, from
1: his grandpa and he got help from grandpa. <laughs> who, who probably now is on the, like what was Roo ha for the well, the war effort. And now it was apparently like, forget that back to
0: toys. <laughs> and it, it's this weird thing, and they're like, you needed to find your, your love again, and you found it, and now we're going to... And he's like, "And hey, Mary and my child, how would you like to go to Washington tomorrow? And they're I like, let's you. go. We should have done this podcast and World War One Voices. Oh, well, we should have. A.C. <laughs> Gilbert goes to Washington, D.C. now. And so he goes to Washington with his mom, his dad, his wife, and his son with packages. And they go to Congress to talk to the defense. What did you say? What's in the package? We'll find out. Big mystery. Mystery. Mystery package. Um, Oh, I hate that. (laughs) Anyway. Was that from something? Did you just make that up? No, it's half from something. There used to be an old 1950s commercial for Mystery Date, the board game. And it used to be, mystery date, don't be late, it could be great. Open the door for your. And then everyone sighed really weirdly and went, ah, oh, mystery date.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> my favorite part was the part where you sighed. Out. <sighs> Okay, that, that was awesome.
0: wonderful. Is your date going to be a dream oh, or a dot? Oh man, and then it's just a an attractive looking man in like shabby clothes that are kind of dirty. <laughs> Did I
1: Have I ever told you that I went on a mission trip? Uh this was my my we went on a mission trip to a uh in South Dakota to an Indian reservation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of our jobs was to clear out this old shed full of books. Like there was all these books that were just everywhere. And one of the kids picked up a choose your own adventure dating book. So <gasps> it, was, it was like, choose your own adventure, except you like got to what you chose ended up who you ended up with. That's brilliant. And so he he picked this up and and was like, I'm keeping this. This is great. Because the writing was horrible. Like there was one time where they were trying to be romantic and it was like, wet noodly hair and i'm like that's, that's not I,
0: romantic at all i'm glad that that's what was wet i was nervous for a second i'm like matt this is a family oh, yeah podcast. This, it
1: was a very G, that that's the other fun part is a very like g-rated romantic thing so it was great and and so like every night we would start anew and like try to see who we could end up with and it was excellent that's we wonderful. had a great time i want this book i want to find it i i i, I don't know if it's in print anymore but I'm Dang. sure it's somewhere. Dang. So anyway, back to A.C. Gilbert. A.C. Gilbert.
0: So he goes in and he meets this guard who has to check the packages to make sure they're not been tampered with. Like they're not bombs or anything. And then he's like, really? You're going to bring that into those men? Ha, good luck, buddy. And he goes into Congress to meet the nat- like the defense committee. And the defense council. Council, thank you. And um, they're like, "You have ten minutes, Mister Gilbert," and he's like, "Gentlemen, I would like you to reconsider canceling Christmas." And he like starts having his family hand out all the all of specifically his toys. That is important. Um, by the way, Mary is in a very crazy hat and a very loud coat. We're back to full whimsy. And she shows up, uh, or they they're panning out these toys, and he's giving the speech to Congress about how. These toys are important. They're going to inspire creativity. You know, we need, like, we need this now. We need this kind of innovation. And people are like. And we need hope. Like, we need the hope of Christmas. Yeah. And the people in the room are like, oh, this is amazing. Or, oh, I bought an erector set for my kid. Those things were genuinely said in Congress. Oh. Oh. I did see that things like that were said, not exactly what was said, but those moments were. And I was like, there's no way he. So to make a very long story short, he walks out of Congress. They make this vote and they vote to undo this ban on toy manufacturing to help the war effort and that we can actually have a genuine Christmas at the state home side at home front. And I was like, there's no way that that happened that quick. Apparently it did. He went, he did his thing, and they decided to overturn it. And there's this weird moment with Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And gosh, that actor tried his hardest to sound like Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And you know what? I'll give it to him. Was it good? No. But he has one of those weird voices that is very hard to emulate. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and then there's this weird bit where his parents are just like, Mr. Secretary of War, find my missing son. (laughs) What? <laughs> like his mom gets really emotional, like pushes AC out of the way and it was like, listen, my son is MIA. It's 1918, but certainly you can find him. And he's like, I'm gonna do my best, lady. We find we find soldiers every day. <laughs> and are you skeletor now? <laughs> <yep>. yeah. <laughs> and they all go home and he saved Christmas and he still has to finish out his contracts. And he says that he's going to start making the toys back in his home like how he used to. And then he is in the factory where the mil- m- ammunitions are being made and Mary and all the children in the world and their son run in. And they're like, do you hear it? It's fireworks. And, Gil- and now she's in a hot pink dress and her hair is back and it's messy kind of up. It, we're back to normal.
1: And we only know you're, we're back to could, normal. You could write, you need to write. I, I know you're not in any kind of school, but you need to write a paper on Mary's hair in The Man Who Saved Christmas.
0: Right, like This a whole is a paper waiting to be written.
1: Hey, if you're a college kid, at, like on home for Christmas break, and you need like a, a rock star movie uh, parallel with, you know, th- we are giving you free content. This is symbolism. Take it, yes, run with yes. it, Cite and, us. And reference our pot. Like, I want to see. Our podcast in bibliographies, yes, uh, in in college papers, because so, it's uh,
0: clearly what, the, like, it's clearly symbolism, and it's so blatantly symbolism, it almost hurts. Yeah, see, I didn't realize that. This I don't notice hair. Um, I mean, I majored in theater, of course, I'm going to p- clock things like that.
1: I also maybe was watching Monday Night Football while I was watching this movie. <laughs> um, no, I was
0: dedicated, and like, I'm sure, like, if I paid close attention to his son. I guarantee you there's, there would be things about his son, his son's wardrobe, his son's choices that were, are an element. His brother, too, which we'll get to his brother. Because remember, Frank's MIA. The war is over. They can get rid of all the military stuff. They can bring things back in the factory. And now it's Christmas. And Frank kept saying, I'll be home for Christmas, everybody. And they say Grace. And then Frank walks in the door and loudly says, Amen. And everyone's like, oh, You're home. And he's limping, and we don't know why. And he has a cane, and everyone's crying, and they're just staring at him. And this is my other great exchange. Is Mary, Ed Asner, and Jason Alexander are staring at Frank, and Frank looks at Mary and goes, You're staring. And she goes, I'm so I'm sorry. And like weeps and just like flaunters away because she doesn't <laughs> know what to do. Um, and then That's the end of the movie. They're all happy and they're together again. And Mm -hmm. AC Gilbert saved Christmas and Frank came home safely. And that movie was a lot of Hollywood garbage. It's a beautiful movie. It's really funny. It's super inaccurate. And here's why. When you said, Chris, there's no way that his son orchestrated this, that that moment ever happened. It didn't. You know why? Because that's not why AC Gilbert petitioned the government.
1: Why did he petition the government?
0: Because the other manufacturers asked him to.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's
0: so much less interesting. <laughs> it is. But so he was part of this, like, he again, he was the spokesperson essentially of Toy Manufacturing. And so he was always speaking to the other gentlemen, and they were all like, dude, like, we need to be able to make, like, we can't. And I don't know if it was for financial reasons, for their own sake of their businesses, because not every business was being repurposed. Like, they kind of make a nod to it at the start of the movie when they ask him to repurpose his factory. He's like, I don't know if the factory could be repurposed for this. And I'm sure that's true of a lot of factories from back then. Yeah. So there were probably a lot of people that did go out of business and people who lost their jobs. But um, essentially, these other manufacturers were like, you need to go say something. And he's like, you're right. I do need to go say something because mm. giving children Christmas. I mean. The message and the concept of we need to give these children Christmas is true, mm-hmm. but why he
1: did it is not because he had a fever dream in his factory. Yes, he did it because his son orchestrated like the most complicated like Final Destination yeah. type.
0: <laughs> and he does bring toys into Congress. That's true. Does he bring his family? No. He brings himself to do it. And he brings everybody's toys. He doesn't just bring his. He brings his colleagues' toys from these other manufacturers. And he's talking about all of them. And he makes this beautiful. And you can read parts of the speech online. And the pitch is essentially like, gentlemen, toys are what inspired young young boys to grow up and serve their country. When we gave them toy rifles that actually shot, now they want to actually use one. And they want to go. And they want to stand up. And they want to serve. Erector sets teach kids about engineering so that they can be part of the military so that they they can build things so that factories can make these products like these things these American is like America is like the leading toy manufacturer like the leading or is leading in toys that educate he's like kids don't want to learn these things but through our toys the toys we make here in America they are sneakily learning and he makes this big speech about how it's and it's, it's kind of in the it's in the vein of what he talks about in the movie where he's like it, it inspires teamwork and communication and all these other things. It is that where he says that our toys are better because they do inspire kids to go out and to learn and to do all these other things. Did he bring this chemistry set that he does in the movie to be like, and now because of my son, I'm going to make a chemistry set. No, that doesn't happen either. It's about <laughs> it's about getting everyone's factories back to doing what they were supposed to be doing before World War One. Yeah, and that's yeah, what that, wins them over is this concept of you have stopped the youth of America from being able to learn and grow and want to be a part of their country.
1: Yeah, which uh, makes sense. So I mean, yeah, I mean, like any you know, inspired by a true story or based on a true story, there's going to be Hollywood inaccuracies. But overall, this is a really delightful hour. Oh, I loved it. it. It's delightful. Like I everything. I, I, like it. my my barometer for a movie is, will I watch it again? Like, if if it was a really good movie, I would watch it again. And this is absolutely a movie I could see myself, like. Watching again? Watching again.
0: You know why you're going to watch it again, though, right?
1: (laughs) Because I got to pay attention to Mary's hair. Yes, and you're going to. You're going to do this, Matt, and you're going to go, oh, he was right. And on next week's podcast, we're 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 doing another special next week, New Year's Day, and it's gonna be all about Mary's hair. Season
0: three is no longer discontinued TV.
1: It's Mary's hair. <laughs> Episode one, her curls. <laughs> Episode her, her two noodly Hair. <laughs> the early years. Episode three
0: getting a little uptight (laughs) now there was something about uh, there was one other thing about the movie that i i would like to know if it was real or not and it's if frank gilbert served in world war one i couldn't prove that i can prove that he lives past long past world war one so if he did serve he does come home okay um but i was i was curious if that was real it's there's not a lot about frank gilbert um i was curious if that was a real thing that had happened or if that was more hollywood schmaltz to really put pressure on the family and what it really meant for them to be making these. I did find, I mean, AC Gilbert during both world war one and two stopped toy production and repurposed his factories for the war effort. He did. He did do that. He believed in doing that and serving his country. So this, this weird, they kind of make it feel like he's only interested in making toys. It's the, the, the thing that's difficult about this movie from a historical standpoint, if you're an AC Gilbert expert, like I am, (laughs) um, is if you don't tell the story right, it's definitely going to paint that he was either against the war effort or too for the... And I think there's a me- median that they yeah. don't touch on that, like, yes, he saw the importance in continuing manufacturing toys for children, but he also knew that it was, like, he should help out during these yeah. really yeah, difficult was, he times.
1: Was, he was definitely what you would consider to be a patriot.
0: mm mm-hmm. um, I loved this movie. And so my big question, you know, we always end with, should this come back, and... I've said this before, A.C. Gilbert toys still exist. Should, and I think the A.C. Gilbert company should, like, have a rebranding. Like, I think, like, whoever owns their product needs to rebrand it. But, Matt, should there be a Netflix series about A.C. Gilbert? Like, The Crown, but about A.C. Gilbert?
1: With all the content there, I bet you could make a pretty interesting A.C. Gilbert, like, what do you think? Six to eight episode, Mm -hmm. you know, miniseries? I would love
0: a mini series on Netflix
1: about AC Gilbert. I would yeah. love it. I mean, any of the streaming services: HBO Max, Disney Plus, Peacock, whatever. Put it on there. Give it. Put it, to it me. on there. I need it. Yeah, I would absolutely watch more AC Gilbert, like to know more about early years, and mm-hmm. you know, we just got this, you know, one. Yeah, one there's a lot about here.
0: like when like, there's a, and I mean they had there's a lot that they have to truncate like. What happened? World War one. Like, I mean, it was like, it's weird to say it was only a year. Like we were only involved in for a little over a year. That is, and it isn't a lot of time. So like they had to take a lot and what is a very large story and slam it down. But I was genuinely surprised at how easy it was for him to go in and turn the tide. Yeah. Um, but that's, it is such a fun story and it is a cool story. And he's like, there are articles where like they, he's the one person in history who ever had to stand up for Christmas and save it. Um, which I just find absolutely fascinating that yeah. he, that
1: he had that much power. Yeah, that 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 he was that persuasive. That government people like, can you imagine that today? Do you think there's anyone today that like could go before Congress, hand them out toys, and convince them like that? That they seems would get so, laughed out. Yeah, like that'd be so far fetched now. So. Oh, well, this was just delightful. I, I, I'm i so glad we watched this and and gift-wrapped this present to our listeners. Yeah, today. this was an absolute treat. I had
0: so much fun. And I can't wait uh, to be back next year uh, with our new season on Discontinue TV.
1: Yeah, and that'll be coming in February. February, I don't remember what day we said. Uh, ninth or something like that. Something like that. We'll keep an eye on our socials. Um, How but, do they do uh, that, Matt? How do they keep well, their I eyes? Well, I actually do want to um uh uh say one more thing really fast. That's uh, a new initiative that's coming. Um, uh, so you know, at the tagline of 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 every uh, uh, podcast we got, you know, thank for listening to a sorcerer network production. Yeah. Um, Beers and ears. The, our sister podcast. Uh, you know, also is on this sorcerer network and I have long wanted to have a home where all of this could live. So um, in uh, as of right now, it is still in works, but uh, we are working on a Sorcerer Network website (gasps) that will kind of be your one stop shop for all Sorcerer Network things. So this will be the home of Beers and Ears, home of Discused on Display. Um, Both Casey and I will have some writing that we'll be doing on there. Uh, I have not talked to Chris whether he would like to create any content on that as well but I'm so excited. I didn't yes. know that we that this was happening. Yes, oh, this I, is amazing. I, yes, I saved this. This is my Christmas surprise to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is wonderful. You've wanted this for so long. I'm yeah, so, so excited for you. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited. Casey's been helping me out so that's been great. I've been thankful for that um with all the chaos that happens around my house. Um so it it as, as the time of this episode releases I, I, I unless we really buckle down the next eleven days, uh, it, it's it, it's not going to be quite up yet. But we are looking that early on next year, uh, you'll be able to go to Sorcerer, the Sorcerer Network, and uh, you know find all kinds of content as well. So. Yeah, I'm 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 excited for that. So, um This is amazing. Yes, so keep an eye on so it, you can also keep an eye on our socials for that announcement. Um Perfect. and that is um I guess I've been talking a lot. Chris, go ahead and hit him with the socials. <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram at discontinued on display.
0: On Twitter we are at discontinued pod or you can email us at discontinued on display at gmail.com. And don't forget to please rate us with five stars. It really does help us. It gets people out there who haven't seen our podcast yet. Uh, seeing it, uh, please put some really lovely comments uh, because it just makes me feel good. Like, I don't want to read mean comments. Yeah. I don't want to read that. It's the holidays. Why would you do that to me?
1: Yes. Yeah. Like again, just rate, rate and review and, and, and like in all seriousness, it really does. It does. Like, it, And we really do appreciate your like kind words. And even even just like if you, we, I've had people who personally know me that listen to this podcast. They can be like, hey, I'm really enjoying this. So if you ever see us in public, be like, hey, nice. Good, good job. Good job. Wink.